Hello and welcome to Arrest Mix. My name is Ben Tallon. This is the original Thinking and Creative Innovation Podcast. Hello everyone, how are you doing? What are you up to? Are you painting? Are you drawing? Are you talking? Are you singing? Are you playing a musical instrument? What I don't know what you're doing. I hope it's good. I hope it's innovative. Welcome to another show. Uh, we're here again. We're going again and we're talking dreams today. So the weather is ephemeral and distant and lucid. And all the other great things that we get in dreams. We're going to be getting into depth with Claire Dudney, who's organising an exhibition of 20 artists in dreams. And she's got some right chat coming up for you. <laughs> it's a good one. But first, I've got to thank my sponsors, illustrationweb.com. Get straight into it, representing a lot of illustrators, live art, large-scale art, fashion design, lettering, you name it, they've got it going on. They support the industry brilliantly, they work closely with supporters of the show, the Association of Illustrators, uh, and a whole different group of people, the Society of Artists Agents, to protect our industry, to do loads of good work outside of it, but most importantly of all, they've got loads of awesome visual communication work on their website, so go and check it out, illustrationweb.com, heartinternet.co.uk, digital sponsor, giving us a little tip every uh, every episode um, and we'll keep it with the guests today so Claire's work all centered around the experience of sleep sensory experience of sleep exploring dreams dream narratives internal visual landscapes and all that good stuff what a great topic to drop right across digital and print so for heart internet it's digital so it's great stuff. Go and have a look at the work. It's all up online and it looks fantastic and it's great content to share. And I think there's great threads to be had around topics like dreams. So what a great way to get behind the show. And as Claire will tell us a little later on today, she's done a great load of work exploring way beyond just the artwork in about, about dreams, but all about the scientific side of it, the, the mental states, the uh, what it's saying about you. Uh, she'll tell us all about it. I'm badly paraphrasing, but it's a great topic to run with this sort of thread and that's when social media and the likes are at their best when you can connect with a theme you can have a common conversation with all these different people and you can back it up with great visuals so there you go have a think about that and how you can apply that to your own work and that is courtesy of my sponsor heartinternet.co.uk printed.com supporters of the show for a long time now been on board for a while loyal supporters i do my printing with them i do the show's printing with them to promote it through flyers through posters through uh, booklets and all sorts and they've got awesome great ranges of stuff i like to use their recycled matte stock which prints awesome it holds my ink really nicely and shows it off have a look at all the range of stuff that they do over 90 different products whatever suits you um so this show in dreams it's going to be awesome because it's taking something that's Real personal and real, um, you know, it's from our most personal space, within our sleep, within our minds, and putting it out there in the physical realm. And I think it's going to look awesome. I can't wait to see this show. It's on from the 26th to the 30th of September at the Many Air Gallery, uh, 51 Southwark Street, London, SE1, 1RU. And um, I'm sure when you get down there, just you can't beat that experience of walking into a show and just being confronted by this artwork at a large scale. In your face, personal stuff, straight from the minds of people, from the subconscious. And I think it's going to be beautiful, so do go down and have a look, but also take note of just what impact that can have in terms of printing your work and getting that scene on a large scale. So that is courtesy of printed.com. Thank you for the support. So without further ado, let's talk about the show, In Dreams. Claire's an awesome artist. She shared a studio just down the corridor from me, from me at, um, at Thameside Studios in Woolwich. She's a fantastic artist. She does lots of different things. She'll talk about the variation in the project she's been working on and her journey into being an artist. 
Um, and we have these conversations. I will pass the studio, the door will be open, we'll end up having a cup of tea and just talking about what we're up to. And there would always be these great big artworks upon a wall, a whole different range, everything from landscape drawing to quite surreal stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and we got talking about this project. She said, look, I'm exploring the, the sleep world, dreams. Um, and immediately my ears pricked because I'm just, I'm always interested in the slightly esoteric stuff. And as you get older, I guess you start to explore the mind a little more. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. I do. And I'm interested in the way the mind works and, and the subconscious and what that means in our waking hours, especially in creativity. So I found this really engaging and I said, look, we've got to have a talk about this. So I do this podcast, the rest all mimics, come on the show, we'll we'll talk about all that stuff. So she's going to take us through the whole journey, how this started, how an exhibition exploring the sensory experience of sleep, dream narratives and internal visual landscapes came about. 20 different artists, so like I say, the show's going to be on at the Menier Gallery, it's on from 26th to the 30th of September, daily 11am till 6pm, and the best thing of all, just like this show, it's free, yes, you do get something for nothing, and you get damn good stuff for nothing, if you do it right, <laughs> you do in our world anyway, so do go down and check it out, um, we're going to talk about all... You know what what it means, what our, what our brain is working through, how you can actually get, gather more control of these dreams and explore them through flying, through swimming, through sea monsters, through Donald Trump anxiety dreams. <laughs> really broad panorama of stuff. It's hilarious, the stuff that Claire's going to talk, us about, uh, talk to us about, I should say. She's going to talk about waking in the night and making notes of these dreams. Um, she's met with neuroscientists to explore the brain patterns and got really under the surface of this stuff and really gone in deep. So it's one hell of a chat I'm going to be bringing to you shortly. Uh, she's going to talk about why she had to draw Donald Trump naked in his in her dream. And I'm not going to give it away now, but she'll tell us how he posed. Yeah, <laughs> that's the level that I dragged this stuff down to. Um, Claire's got a really interesting route into the arts, so she's got two scientist parents, uh, a solar physicist and a father who spent a long time working away in Antarctica. Whoa, yeah, that's a backstory as well, so we'll get into all that. So, do go and see the show and go check out Claire's work, all the links in the show notes. As ever, in-dreams.org is where you can go and check out all the work, and on Claire's own website, click through as ever like I say in the show notes get me your feedback at arrest all minutes on the twitter uh hello at bentallon.com on the email uh it's one hell of a conversation with a very talented artist i want your feedback i want your thoughts i want your suggestions tell us about your dreams send us a sketch do it get involved get in touch with claire uh without further ado you find me chatting to claire Dudney about her work and her upcoming show in dreams enjoy yeah so basically um both of my parents are scientists they're both physicists so their um, mum's quite artistic. Dad's not at all. He can't draw at all. But um, they, um, <laughs> Jimmy's come to give us some. This is one of a series of cat interventions on the oh, show. I oh, see. Oh, well, I don't he's come, just I don't, come straight over. I don't to come give out either. A little yeah, meow. You can't plan for him. It's brilliant. Um, okay. Yeah. No. So yeah, they're um, they're both. They're just. They're quite interesting. Like they're just interested in life you know and understanding things mm. so that's you know that nature and mum's a solar physicist dad works in antarctica so they've got wow. quite yes yeah, so they've really they've both got quite interesting jobs and yeah. so they're quite inspiring but not that yeah not like on the artistic side but i always drew as a kid um and particularly like natural things like butterflies and animals and things like that i guess i 
was just really intrigued by nature. Um, and yeah, I absolutely loved it. I kind of thought of myself as an artist when I was young, but, um, and, but I loved science as well. And then I ended up sort of doing the science, particularly the environment, studying geography and then environmental policy. And then I ended up in kind of climate change and um, energy policy for like wow. 10 years. <laughs> and then I suddenly realised that I just wasn't doing all the creative things I wanted to do. So like mm. I'd come home in the evening and I'd just be so creatively frustrated that I'd frantically be knitting and making, <laughs> you know, blankets and dresses. And, and I just felt actually now I've got to explore this, you know, creativity. And mm. um, yeah, and so I, I actually, because Dad's always worked in Antarctica, it's been somewhere I've always wanted to go, you know, because it's like penguins all over the house and things like that. And you just, <laughs> you know, it's like he's been he goes away for these long periods and you just want to see what the draw is anyway so he finally took us to Antarctica and um me and my sister and Paul my husband and it was just such an amazing experience it was just so incredible like nothing I've ever seen before just like to have that complete silence and just this kind of beauty of the landscape which you can't it's like nothing your eyes have seen before so it sort of just burns all these new memories mm. um into your imagination and i just i i went just before christmas and then i had to go back to work between christmas and new year and it was like the worst week ever it was so miserable and i just thought <laughs> why am i doing this job i was like some people are working in such you know they were working in antarctica having such amazing time i was like why am i doing this so I just, on the 1st of January, just just walked in and, and handed in my notice. So, well, yeah. Wow, simple as that, yeah. Yeah, just had it's to just, get and then I just, just, I wrote a list of, well, it wasn't specifically, but I wrote a list of things I'd always wanted to try and just did them. And then just art just kept on coming back and drawing and just started drawing every day. So, um, yeah, and then that's it. It's sort of grown from there. I've just been building more and more and more into the art and although I do other projects as well like I've been working um I've been doing a kind of science art project with schools so trying to promote that cross creativity mm. um so yeah like learning teaching about um uh space and the solar system and then making artwork inspired by it so mm. I've been doing that for two years with Cambridge University um but yeah I think now I'm really focusing on the on my own art yeah. <laughs> and, and is it feeling good yeah it's really good it's really exciting I mean it's like it's kind of a very it's a difficult it's a process of sort of um, f- like dealing with all your inhibitions and your barriers and sort of like gradually ad- seeing them and ad- addressing them mm. and um, that's what I sort of feel like I've been going through yeah. and like each time kind of it, it, being excited by expanding into a new area as you as you sort of yeah. face a, <laughs> a new fear that you didn't realise you had. Yeah. So that's been really cool. It's a yeah. great thing, yeah. Is that something you find quite important in terms of not standing still and, and pushing yourself more and more? You're not looking to kind of find a style as such or, or one thing? Yeah, like I think it's not... I'm not looking for a style. I think I, I really... I'm someone who just really enjoys doing lots of different things. And, mm. you know, I love, like sculpture and drawing and painting and I really want to start including fabric and things like that so lots of different approaches I'm not kind of yeah trying to to have a certain look to my work but what I want it to be is like very true you know like to my 
like to, to me as a person like trying mm. to make it as much an expression yeah. of myself and you know the things that are important yeah um as I can and so that's yeah that's what I've been trying to explore really and when I initially was drawing I kind of and I started out I was in my kind of more comfort zone of um drawing from observation which I really enjoy but I do find sort of um yeah uh, more straightforward because you've got something in front of you and you're trying to mm-hmm. make it look as much like it as possible but now I'm really sort of out of the comfort zone by working from within and yeah. that's kind of really exciting yeah. and that's why I did the dream show was to try to bridge that gap between the observed and the imagined yeah what well, just what a great tool to work with what was the initial mm-hmm. idea then in, in, in the, that triggered well, the idea to start working with things it started it started with looking at sleep and I think I was thinking about the separation that you get um, with sleep. So I, I watched my husband sleeping and I would draw him and then I made a series of portraits of friends sleeping, life-size portraits, and just thinking about how, although they're physically there, they've disappeared into their own world and then thinking about how that's what we do, you know, that is what sleep is. It's a complete, you know, it's an inner world that we inhabit for a third of our lives. And um, and then I just got intrigued by how you could describe that experience and how it differs between people. Like we have no, I have no idea what it's like for you to dream or for someone else to dream, you know. And so that just intrigued me. Um, yeah. And so that's why I started to see if I could draw my dreams yeah. and express both the narrative and the kind of feelings and experience of it. Um, but then also bringing the show together so that I could find out what it's like for other people and see how they would express their kind of mm. inner experience of sleep. Yeah, yeah, because the contrast uh, um, comparison of that is is a great way to do it. Because I mean, it's I'm I just love hearing people's dreams mm. and trying to piece that together and think, wow, you know, because I'm my my partner has the the most crazy dreams and in our waking hours I'm probably the most loopy one by far with the mm-hmm. things I come up with but my dreams are not that bad whereas yeah. Laura's just mum's god a psychedelic ridiculousness <laughs> going on and I'm like what the hell is going on in there so, so to see a, a range of people I think is a great way to, to do that yeah exactly and um, yeah I do as you were sort of saying earlier I do think it's really interesting the way that dreams are such a kind of integration of you know all of your own personal kind of um fears and um and um desires and um your stories like they they often kind of bring go back to your kind of childhood stories mm. but then they also use the material of your kind of like everyday life and so like i i find you know you'll do something during the day and then that will suddenly reappear in your dreams in the yeah. evening and and so that's really interesting they yeah they they kind of integrate your um sort of your deepest kind of desires and fears um with with them yeah with the kind of materials of everyday life and so I just I think that um they can also be very helpful in terms of working through problems like you can have something that you're really stressed out about in the evening and somehow like through some kind of journey that you go on through your sleep like some you know uh, adventure in a maze or I don't know like a a long (laughs) sea voyage you manage to wake up in the morning feeling like much better and oh yeah that's how I could do it you know and it's like (laughs) your brain is like our brains are just so incredible at like making kind of 
connections, like lateral thinking, that that means that yeah, that we subconsciously are able to problem solve and and particularly I think as well. I mean, it's so you because know, we've been working a bit with them um, scientists as well and looking at how the brain works. Dreaming is so important for things like, you know, things like post-traumatic stress or stuff like that. You know, mm. the whole process of dreaming helps you to deal with your emotions in a kind of new way. So, like, you, you might have something that you're really grappling with in everyday life. And then you'll have a story that, like, say, for example, I had a cave of cats where I was um, a, um, a squirrel and my husband was a tortoise. And we went on this adventure to this cave of cats. And then the, and he put me in disguise because he thought they might eat me. So I was a squirrel and I might be tasty to them. And so then, you know, and they and, and then I got too overexcited and my, my floppy hat fell off and they all jumped at me and started trying to eat me. But, you know, these are like, these will be stories, you know, there'll be things that are going on in my actual life, mm. but they've been turned into a metaphor with animals and things mm. that make it easier for you then to, like, deal with. And so, yeah, so that's, I think, they're really and then for me like I feel like they've become then your own little fairy stories or your own sort of yeah. you know yeah like um yeah <laughs> it's good I don't know has there been just... a, has there been a range of the ability to kind of fully remember dreams I struggle oh yeah I um I some will be clear as day uh, mm. other other times they'll hit me days later you know it'll yeah. just something will trigger that subconscious memory I guess and yeah. So, I don't know, how's that been? So, I think, basically, um, we all dream, but we do differ in our ability to remember them. And uh, there's actual, you know, there's kind of chemicals in your brain that are actually kind of stopping you from remembering them. Um, You know, parts of your brain switch off when you're sleeping. That means that, you know, sort of things like your self-awareness and your memory and your, your, your sort of frontal lobe, your logical side of things, which is why you know sort of strange things happen in your dreams Mm. and also why unless you write it down immediately when you wake up it will very quickly disappear and so what I've found is I've had to you know I basically as soon as I've had the dream if once I'm conscious then I'll write it down so I've got a little pen light and I've been very annoyingly sort of waking up in the night (laughs) with my little pen under the blankets like E.T. and just writing things down and um but yeah, that's um, yeah, that's been a really kind yeah. of like it's it's as long as I found like initially I tried to write the whole dream down and then I'd sort of draw it in the morning, but now I can just like literally put like a a, a kind of reminder like for the mm. cave of cats. All I had to write was cave of cats, and then I was like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, what yeah. a great dream! And then it all comes back to you. Um, but if people, you know, like to pe- if people want to remember their dreams more, there's things that they can do. So if you when you go to bed. If you like, um, if you think to yourself, "I want to remember my dreams," you'll be much more likely to remember them because mm. you've, you know, you you've told your brain to remember them. Mm. So um, then you'll just put more notice onto that. Yeah. Um, and um, writing them down also helps you remember them because it becomes part of a kind of practice that you know you're going to do it. And so then when you wake up, it's just like, you know, okay. And now I write it down. That's it's like your everyday routine. Mm. Um, but then what's quite exciting is the more you do that, if you, um, the other thing you need to do is you can basically become lucid in your dreams. So you can be aware that you're dreaming and you can have some control of your dreams, which is wow. quite exciting. It's kind of like being in a video game. Yeah. And you, um, the way I do that is 
to notice when something is not like you would get in everyday life. So I'll be like, there'll be a sea monster and then I'll be, I'll be really scared, but then I'll be like, wait a minute, I'm breathing underwater. This has got to be a dream because I can't breathe underwater. And then you just be like, okay, oh, you can't get me sea monster. And you can just be like, oh, it's fine. Or like um, the other one is flying. Like I like to do a lot of flying my dreams. And then of course you realise... I had one where I was sort of flying across the room and then this girl was like, oh, do you fly much? And I was like, well, any of my dreams. <laughs> and then, I know. And I was like, well, and then, and then, um, and then I was like, oh, I must be dreaming because I've been <laughs> flying. And so I, I said to myself, I say basically lay on the floor and I said, levitate. And I started wow. to levitate and I felt the sensations of it and then it just freaked me out and I woke up. I was like, oh, wow. But so it's, that's quite exciting and people can become very lucid in their dreams. That's amazing. I've yeah. Never- once thought that would be something I could gather any, yeah. any control over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then you can you can actually um, start to control them. And also that's very good for people who have nightmares and things because you can re-enter the dreams and, you know, change change the endings uh, and things like that, which is quite, wow. quite Edit important. Wow, the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds? Mm. It's one of my favourite films. It just made yeah. me think of that when they were, when they were sort of put in, into that state and, oh, you know, yeah, we'd be yeah, yeah. chased through his mind. It just made me... It, yeah. Yeah, it sounds a bit The uh, other one Michelle I always Gondry. think about as well is is it is it um being John Malkovich, you know, where there's like where they're sort of going through different levels and many versions of him, like mm. that also reminds me of the kind of dream state because I find that um when you look at when you try and analyse so one of the other things I did was um so I made all these dream books, like loads and loads of dream books, and then I worked with um a psychoanalyst to try and understand them. So I this for ten weeks I basically took the books to him and we discussed them and tried to work out what they meant. And so that was really interesting experience, like because you just it other other people can help you also to kind of make connections that you wouldn't make yourselves. But what I found is that, you know, you what's interesting is you can you can be multiple characters at once in a dream you know mm. you can be a lion and a person and something else which is is you know again yeah. a bit like John Malkovich where he's kind of multiple times yeah. but also the people you see in your dreams like um for me that they're, they're usually the very your very closest people like your kind of relatives your best friends and things like that mm. and then but they can tend to be represented by you know other mm. creatures or um yeah yeah which is good. what i find really interesting uh, often is is the the kind of the way dreams can just slightly encroach upon wake, those waking moments like the feeling of whether it's disappointment it, that yeah. maybe something incredible has happened like to be really basic let's say you, you won the lottery you won the turner prize and you wake up yeah. and that's not so and it's that initial oh shit that wasn't real like there's that but then there's also there's there's a myriad there's a myriad of things that can come from that is that is that being a big factor in the creation of the artworks well i think there's a couple of things from that like first of all there's been quite a bit of research as well scientific research which has shown that the people are very influenced by their dreams so let's say their partner was cheating on them in their dreams then they will then have in real life, kind of annoyance with their partner. Oh, I've had that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so that's quite interesting. I, I've, um, someone was saying to me yesterday, actually, I was talking to one of the artists, Michael Chance, about, um, about the Dream Project, and he was talking about um, Jungian therapists and how they see it as important to understand your dream world. So as a whole person to be integrated 
you know, between your kind of conscious and your subconscious selves, that almost like your dreams are a sort of a shadow self, like the parts mm. that you're not necessarily so ready to show people, yeah. you know, there'll be this kind of external version of you that everyone sees, and then this kind of really internal, vulnerable part of you that you might be a bit more afraid. And so what I think it is, part of it is about embracing the, the parts of parts of yourself and, and bringing them together and seeing how they fit. And I felt like I've been quite influenced by my dreams. And so that it works both ways, you know, my daily life, has influenced the dreams and vice versa you know for example now that I've been doing so much flying in my dreams I'm like really keen to go and do what's it called like a um paragliding or something like that you know like just to go and try some of the things that I've been doing subconsciously yeah because I'm obviously really intrigued by them so yeah yeah, so I have been trying to like they do influence me now Mm. now that I'm aware of them have you noticed a change in them since you did sort of shine the spotlight on them for this project? That's a bit yeah. of a kind of transformative process in, in the sleep world. I think it has, actually. Like, um, I think that, uh, well, they're very influenced by what you're doing. So, for example, when I was chatting to the analyst about the dreams, um, that, like, really influenced them. Like, all of the dreams were really negative, so I was clearly, like, really afraid that he was going to, like, you know, get inside my brain and cause trouble. <laughs> and so I was having all these dreams about terrorists and, like, people chopping my head up and stuff wow. like this. And so they were quite negative and quite, like... I was clearly quite frightened about what he would find. Mm. But then as we did it and I uncovered all of the different you know, the dreams help you to kind of map out your whole landscape of your personality. So as I started to see all these different parts, I wasn't afraid of it anymore. Like, I feel like I know everything about myself and I'm not afraid of it or ashamed of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So now the dreams are far less anxious. I get very, touch wood, I get very few, like, nightmares and things now. Mm. Like, it's kind of been a really good process for kind of being more comfortable with yourself. And It's really quite, yeah. it's really quite interesting because... I never thought about this, but especially since uh, I started writing and really bearing my soul, at least professionally, in terms of the vulnerability of being freelance and all that stuff mm. and being an artist and all those things, I'm really, I've kind of put myself out there. I don't know if it's since then or maybe I've just always been a little bit like that, being a little bit unashamed, but I've never, like I mentioned earlier, I never do get too many yeah. crazy or, or unsettling dreams. Mm. It's often just a, a flash of something and next yeah. to nothing. I wonder, yeah, I never thought about the link between being quite open like that and actually I think so. I think letting things go. The more that you're kind of comfortable with yourself, the less kind of you're going to have this internal battle. Mm. Like I felt like, you know, that some of the times that I've had the most intense or worst dreams was where I didn't feel like I was being myself, you know, mm. that where I wasn't presenting the person I wanted to be. You know, like, for example, when I was working in energy or the business world you'd have to just be a certain way you know it's almost like you had a version of yourself that was like the sensible version yeah. and then like and I found that really difficult to control because I'd be like all sensible in the business and then I'd sort of go out in the evening and I'd just be a wild you know like yeah. wildly dancing and everybody'd be like what is <laughs> what is going well, on here we have to get these things out don't exactly. we as human beings you know, and you so have... yeah it's part of like trying to kind of yeah, be comfortable with the many parts of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I mean, I suppose being having been freelance nearly nine years now, 
I have just lost those sort of inhibitions that you yeah. have when you're in full-time employment working with people that you're just put with. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'm with people I choose to be with now, so maybe that's yeah, a big difference. That's you know? true. And, and it, you know, there is no line between... I mean, you saw the Instagram post earlier of the mm. dodgy missionary sketch. And oh, I yeah, I like, like that one. <laughs> but I, and my mates are going, I can't believe you're just putting this out in the public. And oh, I'm mate, like, I'm... absolutely, this is what I am. And I'm like, this is probably where I've, like, you know, yeah, zero yeah. dreams. It's like... <laughs> no, no, no. I have got... I've had lots of, um, yeah, a lot of the dream content is extremely rude <laughs> so yeah I'm like I I think one of on that I think one of the things that I've been trying to do with it is to make works in a completely uninhibited way so like literally you know I mean okay occasionally I will censor a name if it's mm. somebody else for yeah. like in case like it's me <laughs> but essentially you make the work uninhibited and then it's a choice as to whether you show it to people yeah. and who you show it to and that because then it's like you know you can then have some vulnerability you know like maybe yeah. you, it's fine putting it on Insta but maybe if you showed it to your mum and dad or well, maybe they'd be okay but you know some they've people they're, they're probably to they're, blame they'll, they'll be to fine blame. it's the other <laughs> way around mine the same mine the same they wouldn't mind but it's like you know um, but you know there'll be some people that like you you'd be less comfortable but i guess yeah. now i i am trying to then it's another barrier then is is the well, showing it, is. That, I mean, it and, doesn't mean you haven't got it out it's just it's, that you're deciding not to let exactly it. you're deciding you're deciding at what at, at, at what stage and with whom you share it and yes. and i think and in a way sometimes as well for me the dreams um you know with a bit of time between you know mm. then actually it's you much more comfortable sharing when they're so fresh and then it's probably quite a fresh concern yeah. whatever is in them yeah. then you don't want to but maybe yeah. a year later it suddenly feels fine yeah yeah exactly and it just and it's still it's maybe even a better ownership the fact that you do have that that control over like you said of deciding just how much to release how much to keep yeah. for yourself it's still ownership you know yeah. it's still it's still and it's still there positive. so it's always you know i can always show it at a later stage and yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, so I'm, I think that's been a really important part of the process has been kind of mm. just allowing myself to work uninhibited. And that is actually really hard to do because not only is it about thinking about, you know, the people around you seeing it, but there's often as well your own kind of internal, like just really ingrained inhibitions that kind of make mm. you, they're sort of saying, oh no, you can't put that. And then you're like, yes, I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can draw yeah. anything I want. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a great um, freedom. Yeah, so that's good. So also, yeah. I didn't even ask you a title. What is the title? It's of called show? In Dreams. Just in Dreams, great, yeah. simple, yeah, I like that. So, yeah, yeah and, um, and how many artists are involved? There's 20 artists. And um, and they're working in a variety of ways. So there's some um, there's painters, printmakers, drawing, um, sculpture, and um, there's even some photography as well, and a writer. So it's quite quite broad. Mm. And um, uh, they were they're also approaching it differently. So not everyone is depicting their dreams. You know that's that's the way I approached it. But I wanted to keep it quite a, a broad scope. And so. Um, you know, quite helpfully as well. Um, Michael Chance, who I was chatting to yesterday, has kind of suggested a way of um, kind of showing how the different approaches that the artists are taking. So, for example, I'm drawing my dreams, whereas a lot of the artists are dreaming into drawing. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to get into a dreamlike state um, to access their subconscious for the drawing. So uh -huh. it's it's kind of so not everybody is just literally describing their sleep worlds. Some people are trying to 
access it through their subconscious and so there'll still be images that you see in your sleep but they're mm, yeah very interesting so that's been yeah it's been really good and it's also been so interesting to see the difference um in approaches so for example he's um, he told me about this uh, study on the inner eye. So I've been and had um, my brain scanned <laughs> for a study about um, visual imagination and at Exeter University. Wow. And, um, and Michael has um, no inner eye. So it's it, quite interesting to have an artist that can't picture like a, a mother's face or something like that. And so he's been sort of talking about his process of building... Um, you know, works through experimentation. So he still wants, he still doesn't want to just work purely from observation. He wants to try and work from his, you know, from within himself, mm. but um, can't sort of picture an image in his mind. Oh, and so, yeah, so that's been really interesting. I mean, and then some of the other artists, you know, they everybody works in very different ways. There's an artist called Regina who makes, um, she makes kind of large works with punched paper so she puts mm. makes little holes and it's a really meditative process and it's so fascinating to watch her work because it's kind of like um it just appears out of nothing you know so she's all these little dots and then suddenly an image just starts to appear and it's it's really beautiful to watch um yeah so it's, it's quite a lot of different approaches really that yeah. people are taking so that would be interesting. Nice. And how do you go about the, the, the actual, the, the sort of meat and bones of putting on a show? Because I have not done it and I would not know to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so I put on a show last year called Constructing Nature. So I kind of, it was a smaller show, but it helped me build up the groundwork of how you organise it. Um, gosh, well, there's so many different things to think about. Do you really want to know all the different things? <laughs> I guess just an overview, the main, I mean, the main in terms things. of, yeah. I think, like, the main, the most important things really are to have the concept, a clear concept, to um, to find a group that of artists that are keen to work to it. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been meeting regularly um, to sort of help each other so and push each other, you know, sort of peer-to-peer -peer kind of criticism and support and mm. ideas. And then um, uh, the venue is a difficult one to find in London, trying to find something that's kind yeah. of reasonable. And, and so we're at the Menier Gallery, which is a beautiful space. Um, it's, you know, it's quite pricey. So we're, but that, we're, we're sort of sharing the costs. But um, uh, I think it's, it's nice to have a big enough space for everybody mm. to kind of um, show their work without it feeling yeah. busy. Um, so yeah, so I think once you've got those basics in place um then it's really about um for us all making the work but um also about thinking about the audience and um we've obviously all got our own contacts to get in touch with but we've been trying to reach out to people that might be interested in this theme that like scientists so we've been working with different universities so um king's college um london imperial college exeter university and we've also um, got in touch with this, a Jungian therapist who's going to speak. They're all going to speak at the um, the evening of talks. Um, so we've got neuroscientists and um, a therapist. And then they can then help us sort of, you know, access a broader network of um, so that we it's not just sort of usual suspects that will be coming to see this show, but also mm. broadening it out to kind of academia and, and, and scientists, I think will be 
quite interesting. So yeah, so that's that's the main thing. And then at the moment, I'm like in the kind of sort of brink of building websites and designing and all that kind of stuff, which is designing the posters and things. It's all there's a lot to do, but it's um it's really nice. And actually, we're sharing a lot of the the work as well. Like yeah, you know, within a group of twenty people, there's lots of different skills. That's good. Are people quite up for giving you? Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, so that's been good. Very cool. And when are, when are the talks in the public access? So the that? talks, yeah. So the talks are on the um, Thursday, the twenty eighth, and um, of September, and yeah, they it's open to the public. Um, it's going to be from six until nine pm, and yeah. So and I'll be talking about the show, and then we've got um, some neuroscientists, and they're going to be talking about uh, visual imagination, um, the sleep, what sleep does for us physically, and then also you know dreaming and the importance of dreaming particularly to us you know psychologically mm. um but also to us physically and um and then union therapists talking about um social social aspects because mm. of, of dreaming you know one of the things that i found most fascinating about doing this project is actually it's not just it doesn't just become a picture of you as an individual but also of society today mm. and that's been really that's been really great you know yeah. and like it, dreams will reflect everything of what we're seeing in our waking lives and yeah. so you know and you see like people who are having Trump anxiety dreams I've had <laughs> the worst dream which is when Donald Trump forced me to draw him naked which was just <laughs> awful it was like yes. oh it was so bad and I was just like oh and then, it was yeah how did he pose oh how do you think he posed he sort of open legs you know like <laughs> Sort of like proudly looking like a complete full oh, on crash idiot. To deal with it. Oh, yeah, it was awful. God, it was that's awful, amazing. awful. And um and then I've had another one. I feel like at the moment there's this thing, I feel like there's a real phone addiction going on. I don't know. I feel like we're just waking up to phone addiction that it's mm. you know, all of the like social media stuff is all designed to just keep on grabbing our attention and so you feel like you're being productive but actually you can end up spending two hours on the phone and like picking it up like 70 times a day or something like this and so it's yeah it's really dangerous and so I've yeah again I've had a dream about um, being buried alive um, where most of me was dead um, but my head and my arm was alive and I was on the phone I was chatting with people they knew I was buried alive but they seemed to think it was fine because the rest of me would die soon it was it was like awful dream but also just it just made me think about actually am I wasting my life a bit you know with all this phone time yeah. is it really oh, yeah. giving it's the kind of so social important. contact that you want I can't agree more it's so important to be mindful of it I mean you see it all the time and all the beautiful little things you just see out and about inspiration everywhere and, and yeah. here we are looking at this little LED yeah, screen exactly. I mean don't get me wrong I'll, I'll send I'll get on top of my work emails on the phone or whatever when I'm going to work and things but I'm very aware of just not missing the little things that as artists especially as creative people to feed the mind with all these new sensory input Mm. well I feel like it's 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 making it harder for us to be present you know Mm -hmm. like it's almost like already I struggle with spending all my time thinking planning for the future dwelling on the past and really difficult just to be in the moment and drawing helps to kind of pin me in the moment and notice things and look and you know kind of be excited about everything I'm seeing in front of me and but um yeah I do feel like that 
in any downtime as you're waiting for a train or stuff like that I feel like there's we're so impatient now because yeah. it's like you know we're so used to everything being so quick that it's like well I can't just waste this time I could send a few emails or send a few texts and it's just you yeah. know you just end up doing it yeah. I've like I've tried I've been trying to get in the habit of just putting it on airplane mode for yeah. you know a whole day and then just getting on with work which is Very nice true. there's the amount of you know I mean I, I think things like we're in a golden era of television and, uh, and there's so much good independent film yeah. and yet so many people will, will be on their phone at the same time as watching the show. Yeah. And the amount of love and care and, and effort that's <laughs> no. gone into and money that's gone into these productions mm. for you to be glancing at Facebook yeah. while it's on, it's an insult to not not just I the know. filmmakers, but you're depriving yourself of the full enjoyment of that, yeah. you know? And there's just so much so much wrong with it. It's it's so powerful and so useful and great, mm. especially for us to stay connected as creative people, but like you say, it's the balance and it's making sure you give yourself time away from mm. the damn thing because otherwise it yeah, does take totally. over the life. Yeah. Well, I do feel particularly for young people as well because they've grown up in an environment where, you know, they have had phones their whole life. Like, uh, it's, you know, it's very typical to see a couple of young people who are talking to each other whilst looking at the phone and then taking selfies. And it's just like, oh, I don't know, it's horrible, like, it's, it? it's really hard to kind of, you know, that like, uh, I don't think... We're kind of a bit luckier in our generation because we we sort of weren't brought up with it, but it does make me wonder about you know what mm-hmm. that's doing to us mentally, yeah. Um, and you know the way our brains our brains are so kind of incredible the way they're growing all the time and changing, and the sort of pathways that that's creating. And I think it's not we think we can multitask, but actually we can't. It's really taxing. Yeah. on our brains to do yeah. that while we're skimming everything's attention pan attention pans attention <laughs> spans are much shorter and you know yeah, yeah I mean, we could go on forever about that one but it's like yeah but you're totally right and um and and just right back to the dreams topic yeah. but scientifically blue light interferes with, with sleep you know so if yeah, you're on your phone right before bed it's probably impacting on your dreams and no, stopping totally. you from having them or i don't know if it warps them or what i'm, I'm going out of my you know i don't know what i'm talking about into that degree <laughs> but i know it has an impact on your sleep it so. does definitely mm. i mean i've yeah i i think i've been also struggling sometimes you know the the with not being able to sleep particularly with when you wake up in the night and you start writing dreams or putting <laughs> phones and lights on yeah. then it's really hard to get back to sleep but yeah, yeah no I agree with you it's um it definitely is disruptive yeah. and uh, but I think people are starting to wake up to it now I think there might be a bit yeah. of a kind of yeah. backlash against it um, I hope so yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. I, I like to think it can only go so far before you yeah know, people I don't know subconsciously consciously whatever but I think I mean, there's still good aspects. It's like you can't just kind of like throw it all away, but it's oh, God, no, how, I, I you know, one that's to it. be in, in like, you know, the technology of today, but it's just about getting a good balance, I think. But anyway, it is. Yeah, so. yeah, completely. It's been, yeah, but the dreams work has been really helpful, I think. Um, I've kind of, it's certainly for me, it's been really valuable to be able to um, kind of integrate the... Um, imaginative side you know sort of one of the things I love about you know like humans are incredible because we can imagine things that we've never seen you know like Mm. not many animals can do that and so that's quite exciting to be able to just kind of invent but along you know what I've been trying to do is kind of bring that together with observational work and with um 
with memory, um, sort of then working from the dream books to turn them into things for the show. So hopefully, and using monoprinting, which has been a really nice process because it's so free. You can just, you know, wipe yeah. things out and move them. And so that's been really good. Yeah, so, yeah brilliant. It's been a nice process. And I think the other artists have felt similar, like that it's helped to stretch them. And um, that's really all I wanted to achieve from this was... Um, in terms of the process, was for us all to make work that was more daring than we were before, and I think people are doing that. So it's been brilliant. I'm excited to see it. And, where, yeah. and, and, where, and what's, what are the details? When, when's the show? So the on? show is on. Um, it starts on the twenty sixth of September with a private view in the evening, and then it's on until Saturday the thirtieth of September, and then the night of talks is on the twenty eighth. Um, Thursday the 28th. Fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. So, well, yeah. well, the last question I always ask my guests, and I usually ask them, but it's a very loose question, I always ask them for a love and a hate. Okay. Um, within creativity, but actually for yours, I'm going to change it a little bit. I'm going to keep it within dreams since yeah. we're on that topic. And I'm going to ask you for a kind of a... a hi- I don't want to say a favourite and a, and a worst, but kind of a highlight dream for one that you remember fondly uh, or oh. a, and to the opposite something that's really freaked you out also or a negative dream okay I'll start with a negative one because that's easier um I like have these really strong genes about being in the shard <laughs> because um I don't know I I used to really like heights when I was younger but now I have this kind of thing of exposure and vertigo where when I get really high I think about jumping Mm. and um so I don't mind heights in certain buildings but the shard because it's so exposed glass and it's so high Mm. um yeah I really have a lot of dreams the thing is that I don't like to be over overwhelmed by my fears so I keep on going back to the shard even though I hate it (laughs) so this is probably why it's become like this anxiety thing where like when I think of fear and like think of being out of my comfort zone I'm like right at the top of the shard with the lifts broken and you know but yeah so that's that's my big fear one um like what's I mean like I think um I mean flying ones are usually my favorite kind of dreams but let me just think if there's a particular I mean, I've, I've drawn a lot the one of the magical creatures. So um, there's a, um, a unicorn and a, li- a lion. And um, I, I, that was a really special dream in terms of I saw these kind of creatures running past and wanted to ride them, but couldn't. And um, one of them sort of fell. Um, and I, like an, a, a big kind of dog creature. And I stayed and looked after it instead of riding with the with the fun creatures but (laughs) but yeah i don't know like there's um there's lots there's lots of really good ones fascinating stuff (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have to try and pay more attention to mine now yeah you should it's really worth doing i i absolutely recommend it it's i'd say at first when you start doing it it might be difficult because actually i think a lot of a lot of it, dreams can be quite anxious, mm. you know, and also people say that you remember more of the ne- negative or anxious dreams because often they're the ones that wake you up, you know, like you'll yeah. be woken up by someone running after you or something yeah. like that. Whereas the pleasant dreams might, you know, you're just drifting off and doing lovely stuff. They might not wake you up as much. Uh, okay, so, it, yeah. but you know, um, Actually, as I said, once you get more into the practice of doing it every day, then mm. you will see more of the positive dreams. And that's no, and I think it, both negative and positive dreams, you know, can be really, really helpful um, and help you learn about yourself and grow. Brilliant. 
Well, yeah. it's been eye-opening and fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, time. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's good. <laughs> awesome. Thanks to Claire for taking the time to talk about her sleep <laughs> and, uh, and what all that means. It's really, really intriguing stuff. I hope you'll agree. I love that conversation. And uh, the show's out in couple of weeks time down at the many air gallery in southwark london uh really central really easy to get to free to go and see on daily 11 till 6 p.m 26 to the 30th of september go and check it out please do and go and have a look at claire's work all the links in the show notes uh what a great chat right what have you been dreaming about i don't i'm not too bad i don't get that many but my, my girlfriend gets absolutely like honestly her dreams are as mad as a wet hen it, it, it's it's just it's on another level uh so I'm intrigued to see what she makes of this conversation and see what skeleton she's got going on up there. <laughs> um, get us your thoughts on the Twitter at Arrest All My Mix. If you want to email me, hello at bentallon.com. Get me your suggestions for future coming, upcoming shows. Who do you want to hear from? Who do you want on the 100th episode? I'm starting to have that conversation now. I put it out on the Twitter and got some great responses. Um, we've got suggestions such as Neil Brody, uh, Michelle Gondry, um, Morag Myers Co. We got all sorts of uh, great suggestions going on there. So I'm talking to a few big hitters potentially. I'm talking to a few more subversive industry heavy ones. Get me your thoughts and feedback. Like I say, at WrestleMimics on the Twitter. Thank you to the sponsors. Ongoing support of the show. Really crucial. Keeps it free every week for you guys. Printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk, and founding sponsor, illustrationweb.com. Cheers to the Association of Illustrators for the ongoing support of this show. In a couple of weeks' time, um, I'm going to be doing the very first live Arrest All Mimics podcast with the fantastic Brian Grimwood. Illustrator has been going for many decades. He was the founder of the Central Illustration Agency. Got a lot to talk about. He's worked with several of the Beatles, so we're going to have those stories. Can you believe that? Uh, he's a lovely guy as well, so we're going to be doing it live at us two in Shoreditch in front of a live studio audience. Limited tickets available now, £10 a piece, but it's going to be a great night. There's going to be beers there. It's going to be a hell of a raucous evening, so please don't miss out. Do come down. Tickets at arrestallmimics.eventbrite, which is E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.com. Uh, go and grab them now. Not too many left. Uh, it's in demand. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a great conversation. You can learn a lot about the illustration game and about uh, Brian's experience as founder of the Central Illustration Agency. So do come down and check it out. It's going to be an event not to be missed. Cheers for checking in, guys. Please do keep getting the feedback and your thoughts over. Please do spread the word. It's growing all the time, the show. I'm trying to just create a massive archive of valuable, inspirational material from people telling me their journeys and their experiences in the creative industries. Uh, go drop us a little review on iTunes, please, if you get a moment. That really, really helps. Takes only a moment. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts as well for the show. I'm going to catch you very soon. We've got loads of great shows coming up as ever. Uh, I could go on, but I won't. But keep checking back. Go and subscribe and you'll get all of them. Nice one, guys. Cheers. Thanks for Claire Duden. Go check out the show In Dreams coming up soon. All the details in the show notes. And I'll see you all very soon. 